Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, is my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. It was, uh, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. I am, uh, as of time of recording, I am probably, if I'm looking at all my leagues and doing a quick scan, I'm probably looking at six and one this week. So Pretty good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good week. Good week. One in the co-own where we need where we needed to win in order to make playoffs. So we'll be we'll be in the dance next week. That'll be exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, overall, I'm 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 chilling. I'm chilling. How about you, Adam? Pretty good. Nice weekend. It uh, actually snowed late this week. That's disgusting. It, Diabolical. Yeah. Hate the snow. Ugh. Fuck that. So yeah, this past Thursday and Friday, it snowed. That's for like a solid 24 hours. That's diabolical. That's that's terrible. I'm so and it's sorry. also freezing. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cold here today. Not not gonna lie. It's pretty cold. Oh, really? How cold is it? Um right now it is that you're making me you're making me actually play uh Jim Cantori over here and uh pull up pull up my weather. It is 34 degrees. That is the real feel temperature in Provo currently. It's 39 degrees, but the real feel is 34. If we're doing real feel, the real feel here is 28. Ooh. Got you beat. There you go. Got you beat. A uh, couple of things that I need to say, first of all. Uh, number one, um, go Navy, beat Army. We love Navy, love Navy, big, big, big Navy fans. Number one, number two. My grandpa was in the Navy. Well, we, we, we love the Navy. Love he the made Navy. false teeth. We love the Navy. Seriously, great people, great people, great people. Number two. I, I, I'm going to be asked about this eventually, but fuck how that race fucking ended today. There were there were questions about it on the mailbag. People were asking me about it because we've talked about Formula One on there before. I'm getting it out now. Fuck that. Fuck that. Lewis will be back. Mark my words. Mark my words. Lewis Hamilton will be back. Honestly, I listened to the mailbag yesterday. And I think the funniest interaction was when, because uh, it's a typical, like, not to sound so super elitist, because I don't watch F1 either, or even any racing sports. But when Jake was like, so it's like NASCAR, I, I like almost died laughing. <laughs> Not exactly. Not exactly. It's better. It's better than NASCAR. And then your response was like, well, you know how in NASCAR, they only make left turns in F1. Sometimes they make right turns too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's funny. It was funny. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate nice that. It's, it's very true. Very true. But yeah. Uh, Couple of people I want to I, I want to I want to say some some words to uh, Max Verstappen. Congratulations on your title. I fucking hate your guts, uh, Christian Horner. Fuck you. Even though I love your wife, your wife is amazing. Part of the Spice Girls, Jerry Horner, uh, splendid, splendid woman. Um, and then the biggest fuck you of all, Michael Massey. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Also, fuck NYCFC. Since we're just, hey, we're just saying fuck you to, to things. Big, big shout out to NYCFC. Big shout out to the Man City Sports Group. 
uh, they pocketed some some nice cash, which I'm sure they're going to reinvest in their main club. So congratulations, NYCFC. It's the City Football Group, but you wouldn't know that. Close enough. Close enough. I know. Close. I'm just I'm just busting you balls. Close enough. I I I I don't support clubs that 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 buy their success. That's not me. Oh, so all of your I players. Support, are... I support grassroots grassroots projects. So uh, where is Pierre Emmerich Abramyang's academy photo at Arsenal? Um, excuse me. Uh, who 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 from Man City did they did they bring up on their own? Phil Foden. Phil Foden. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You ready for this? Here we go. Here we go. We have Eddie Nketiah, Arsenal grad. Florian Balogun, Arsenal grad. Emil Smith Rowe, Arsenal grad. Bukayo Saka, Arsenal grad. You you want me to keep going? Sure, keep going? Ainsley Maitland Niles, Arsenal grad. My man, Ainsley Maitland Niles. Of course, every team has to has to spend money, but when your entire eleven is based on okay, your ten, not including Phil Foden, is all guys that you have spent pretty much thirty million plus on. It's hard for you to lecture me about my club going out and spending money when you do it on a consistent basis. It's very, very, very hard. Falls on deaf ears. I can see that, but it's not like clubs don't spend money to succeed. No, some clubs just buy their way to the top by spending I an mean, exuberant amount of money. I mean, Man United has, won, has spent an exuberant amount of money since Alex Ferguson retired, and they haven't won a Premier League title. They've barely won anything. Well, because Man so, United has spent stupidly. Yeah, so it's not just money. You no. have to spend it smartly. No, but there is there is also a cap that 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 there are limits. Like they go out and they spend. I will I will say that them going out and spending eighty million on Sancho only to then go out and spend a gazillion on Ronaldo, and I'm also including wages in that is stupid money. Is very stupid money, but I mean, hmm. Let me just think of an example for. For City, someone like, um, I mean, Alito probably. No, like, I guess Mares. I guess Mares is, is an example that they didn't really need Mares necessarily, but he's been great. So he, he's their Champions League guy, he always shows up at the Champions League. I mean, arguably, they didn't need Jay, we don't need Jesus either, but. No, but I wouldn't say that's like big money. You didn't spend like super money on Jesus. I wouldn't. No. I, I I don't really count spending money on young players as like young unproven prospects as like going out and splashing cash. So like Jesus doesn't count. But like you know the sixty million that you spent for De Bruyne. I mean, every penny worth. Absolute it. bargain. Every penny worth. We it. We stole I, I, him from Wolfsburg. We went in. We invaded Germany at night. Stole Kevin De Bruyne and brought him back to Manchester, England. Yeah, and you've tried to buy your you tried to buy your way to the top. See, I can at least I can at least in 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 some way respect respect is a really tough word because I I hate their guts, but I could respect what Liverpool have kind of done because they've pick and they've tried to pick and choose where they've gone and spent and they haven't spent it all in one bulk, so. I guess 
But like Man City, Chelsea, I, I, I have no time for either. I have no time. I, ha- I hate both clubs with the passion. I, I understand. I think they are. I think they are everything that is that they are everything that is wrong with football slash soccer in the world today. Literally everything. And P and PSG. I'll put them in the same group too. And Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, and, and Newcastle when they start spending. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody talks about P- PSG is worse than Man City and Chelsea by far. No, they're the same. They're the same. They're all the same to me. Whatever. They're all the same. You know, it's funny. It, it's been a while since I've actually been on one of these. Has. It feels like it feels like it's been forever because, Has. you know, surprise visitors and schedule changes, things like that. Yes. How was your cousin, by the way? It was good. It was it was it was, it was a good time. We, uh, I had to condense five days of work into two and a half. So that was super. My stress levels were through the roof, but yeah, it was, it was a good time. Good to see him. Landed his job in, in New Jersey. So I'll be seeing him a lot more. Oh, really? Where in New Jersey? Uh, Linden. I don't know where that is. It's like in the middle of New Jersey, central Jersey. The, yeah. the, fab- the fabled central Jersey that some people yeah. think exists. Some people don't think it exists. Yeah, he'll be he'll be running the operations for a company that shoots overheads in helicopters and, and shit like that. Well, that's cool. Basically, what he does for a living. Yeah. So, oh, those shots are so cool. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can if I could say this openly, and if I can't, then he'll then he'll kill me. But I'll say it anyway. He he was the he's one of the guys that that was hired by Apple to do like their. You know, like their their windows that they have for like Apple TV, uh, the Mac, things like that. Well, like the like the desktop backgrounds. Yes, yes, the backgrounds. Yeah. He's the one who who has shot some of them. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah, he's done New York, L.A., Patagonia, and then somewhere in Africa. Somewhere in Africa. I forget where. I forget where I thought my head, but yeah. Well, that was very cool. Yeah. It's my cousin. So uh, anyway. Does not play fantasy football, so. So his brother does. His brother does. And his brother listens to the podcast. Shout, out, shout say, out KJ. If he doesn't. Oh, KJ from. Um, where is he from again? Upstate New York? No, uh, Seward, Alaska. That's right. Seward, That's Alaska, soon, soon to be Los Angeles. Yeah. Is he even a birdsaw if he doesn't play fantasy football? No, it's not birdsaw. Oh, it's your mom's side. Yeah, that's uh, the that's the little Casio side of the family. It's my mom's my mom's sister's son. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, shout out KJ. Great guy. All right. So these quarterbacks. Oh boy. I mean, you look at the. I mean, just in the column, like you look at the list of the quarterbacks here and the leaders on the week, you know, Sunday night game pending, Monday night game pending. Outside of the top, let's say seven, there are a lot of uh, yellow plus signs next to the profile pictures of these quarterbacks. 
Yeah, welcome to the world of, uh, of quarterbacking in the year of our Lord 2021. We thought this was a healthy, uh, healthy position to be, but nope. Well, I mean, I can see at least one off the top of my head that it's not really for health reasons. That's not why he's starting. It's Davis, Davis Mills. It's not why he's starting. It's because Tara, Tara Taylor hasn't been good. But yeah, uh, other, they, other than I, that, it's been injuries. Yeah, I think they want they really want to see what they have in in Davis Mills, which makes sense. Makes sense. They know they know what Tyrod Taylor is. Makes no sense to to move on with him. And you know, I think at best, Davis Mills is like your your backup, your backup quarterback. So it makes sense why why they went with him. And he had, he had a good day. I believe I believe he had uh, the most yards uh, this week with with three thirty one as of time of recording. Uh, I don't know about that, but he did have 17.8 fantasy points. So, uh, yep, it was Davis Mills. He's in the top 10. Yep, in Davis quarterbacks. Davis Mills had the most had the most yards today. Good for him. I mean, in a losing effort because, you know, speaking of losing efforts and rookie quarterbacks, man, aren't you happy that Trevor Lawrence avoided the Jets? Aren't you so happy that Trevor Lawrence went to a model franchise like Jacksonville? Yeah, hey, uh, I, I, he who lives in a glass house really shouldn't be throwing stones because I don't know if Zach Wilson is uh, is much better. No, I know, but I mean, the fact that throughout all of last year, the entire media narrative by trader Jets fan Mike Greenberg was, oh, Trevor Lawrence should stay in school. Like Peyton Manning did when, if the Jets get the first overall pick. And because Jackson, and it's so much better he's going to Jacksonville and not going to a place like the Jets. Like Jacksonville hasn't ruined so many different quarterbacks over their entire existence. Hey, Jacksonville did make Blake Bortles competent for a year. Don't talk shit about Jacksonville. For a year. The Jets made Mark Sanchez look competent for two years. Fair. Fair, but there was also talent. There was talent around Bortles. There was talent around Sanchez. There is no talent around Zach Wilson with Elijah Moore now done for the year, most likely. And there is no talent around Trevor Lawrence. And we'll get to the James Robinson thing. I have things to say, but centering in on, on, on Trevor. Yeah, no, that was four picks. Yikes. Yikes, but I want to talk about quarterbacks that actually matter. You didn't start Trevor Lawrence today. You did not start Zach Wilson today. You did start Lamar Jackson today. That's me slamming the alarm. I wish I wish I had a soundboard. Which, by the way, my cousins are going to build for me, which is going to be sick. So that way, for I can, this I can, show, yeah, yeah, everything that I do. Ooh, they're going to build me. They're going to be like a little uh, little switchboard. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're gonna build it for me for Christmas, which it's gonna be they're like a good. stream deck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're gonna build me one. Cool. Well, at least at least my one cousin is. I don't know if my other cousin is gonna is gonna pitch in on that. Considering I don't know if he was asked about it, but yeah, that was that was also what came out of this week was that I might be getting a a little board for for the podcast. So until I get the board, boop, 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 boop. yeah, let's be let's be slamming the alarm. Lamar you know, Jackson. You always put it in and post. I could, but 
that takes work. That takes work. You have to remember. You have to remember that. This is a podcast where you get C-plus production values and A-plus entertainment. I mean, you're right. That is what we go off. That, that is the foundation of the Basement Talk podcast. C-plus production, A-plus entertainment. So Lamar Jackson left this game with an ankle injury, was carted off. Signs are, from what I understand, from people that I've just kind of talked to in, in the early word is that it's not as bad as it looked which is good which is which is good news that being said it's early a lot can change in 24 hours we have heard of many times before of guys that have been quoted as fine that end up having season-ending injuries it's happened before you know the funny thing is about it's funny that you brought that up because, well, I'm sure you did. You watch any of the Cowboys game at all? Well, I, I had to watch got, the entire thing. Okay, so I don't know if you got it in New York, but um, I so we get the Cowboys in Utah because we're very close to Texas, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so remember, like early in the game, where so Zeke, they, there was a shot of Zeke limping off the field with a knee injury, and they asked the sideline reporter. Uh, I think it was close to Thompson. Is that who it was? It was Chris Thompson, yes. So they're like, so uh, how do you think Zeke felt? How did, when you asked him how he felt, what did he say? And Zeke was like testing out his knee on the sideline as Carissa Thompson was saying, oh, you know, he told me he's felt, he's never felt better in his life. And, you know, he's just feeling great coming off this, this knee injury. And like the juxtaposition of, him limping off the sideline and trying to test out his knee. Like it was It was crazy. It was like something out of satire. Yeah. That's something else we got to talk about too with, with, with Zeke, because that one is, uh, yeah, once that one's a little, uh, a little tricky to, uh, to dissect, but, um, yeah. And by the way, uh, the Buffalo bills are starting to come back at the, uh, the box. They are currently driving. That's like that's like a matchup you just don't want. You you don't want the Bills, and you most certainly don't want the Bucks. Oh wow, it's 24-27 with two minutes to go. Yeah, and the, the Niners, Niners Bengals is also going to overtime. Which is how did that not happen? good? Not good. I was I was really sitting in a good spot, and now now who the fuck knows? Um Yes, going back to uh, the quarterbacks. I mean, hope we don't have Jamar Chase. Hope you're not going up against Jamar Chase. Let me tell I'm you, I'm not going with Jamar Chase. I I do know I do know he scored because I am going up against Joe Burrow. Twice. So I, I I did I did see that. Um, but yeah, just going just going through some of the top top guys for this week. Taysom Hill. If you read if you read the Bird's Nest this week, you know what I said. He's going to give you that high end production via the rushing. And what did he do today? 11 carries, 73 yards, and two touchdowns against the Jets. It was a bit fluky, I got to say, because that 44-yard touchdown at the end of the game really did come out of nothing. It was just a play where Taysom Hill was not really looking to do too much with it. And the Red Sea just kind of parted in front of him and was able to just take it 44 yards to the house. So uh, good for Taysom. I started him today. So thanks there, homeboy. Uh, Justin Herbert, 
a very good game against the Giants. Three touchdowns for him, 25 fantasy points there. Continue to roll Justin Herbert with all the confidence in the world because, I mean, my God, I mean, Adam and I were considering, I mean, I, I don't know if we were actually considering it, but we were just using it as a backup plan just don't, in case. Don't loop me into this. No, I no, was no. We, we texting you saying, why the fuck do we just pick up Cam Newton? As a backup plan, as a backup plan, in case there was no Keenan and no Mike Williams. If there was, if there were neither one of them, we wouldn't have, I, I would have had a real, we would have to have had a real conversation about Herbert. But because Mike Williams was there, there was, there was no decision. There was no decision. Justin Herbert at home versus the Giants who stink. And boom, 25 points gets us into the playoffs. And yeah, Justin Herbert is carrying the squad. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger come from behind a lot of garbage time. But yeah, good stuff. Garbage time (laughs) from Big Ben. Yeah, some good stuff from from Big Ben. And then other than that, Dak, Dak put up, I got to say, Dak put up another stinker. Like he's he's been very the last after the bye. He's had three stinkers, two bombs, and then one meh. Well, they were saying on the broadcast also that Dak has not been the same since his calf injury. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I think that's a fair point. I think it's a very fair point that he could be a bit a bit limber on the on the uh, on the calf. I I think that that's very accurate. I mean, especially since it was that area of the body that cost him all of last season. Yeah, yeah, he could be he could be struggling with that a little bit. But hey, Dallas won the game. Thank you, Michael Parsons, Randy Gregory, you beautiful beautiful specimens. On to face Giants next week. That should be another another easy dub. Go to 10-4. Keep on pushing for uh, for the number one seed. Don't think we're getting it, but we're still going to the Super Bowl. Get your tickets. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. And if the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, block me. Yeah, you might be looking for a new co-host. I don't even think, like, maybe two new co-hosts. I don't know if Jake or I are really going to be tolerable of the intolerable the intolerable Cowboys fan that is Ed Birdsall. Jake can tolerate me. Jake can tolerate me because I tolerate him. But everything that goes on with the New York Jets. While also providing some level of common sense. God. Okay. Happy news. Happier things. I don't want to think about the Jets. Any other quarterbacks here? I mean, uh, Cam Newton sucks. Don't start him ever again. Yeah. No, that's it. I'm good. Okay. Cool. Works for me. Um, okay. Actually, I do have one. Russell Wilson. Your favorite player. Russell Wilson has quietly strung together three solid weeks against Washington, the 49ers, and now this game against Houston. Yes. I don't know. Is Russell Wilson, do you think that he 
if you were on the fence about Russell Wilson before when he had, he was out with the injury and then his first two games back were stinkers. Are you back on with no. Russell Wilson? Nope. No, it's against Houston. I could have a nice day against Houston. But he also had two other weeks where he had it's Washington. I could have a nice week against Washington. Okay, San Francisco is not is no pushover defense. No, 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 no. I think every every good quarterback has nice games once in a while. Oh my god. I, I me per, I think Russell Wilson is extremely overrated. Personally, he had his nice moments, nice moments. But yeah, I I think the team sucks. I think he sucks, and I'm just uh, he's a name. He's a name to me at this point. I look at him the same way as I look at Saquon Barkley. I look at him the same way as I look at Michael Thomas. I look at him the same way as I look at uh, what tight end is there that really George Kyle Kittle? Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Oh. Sure. I look at him the same way. George Kittle? No, Kittle's good. Kittle's good. Kittle, Kittle is excellent. Kittle is, oh my God. He's, he's terrific. Kittle, Kittle is terrific. But Russell is just one of those guys that I just think the best, his best days are behind him. And whether he's in Seattle next year or not, someone is going to pay for him, whether it is Seattle, whether it's not Seattle. And I just don't know if he's a guy that is going to go in and completely change the fortunes of a franchise. I, I just don't. Well, aren't really, you ex- are you excited to get another reason to hate Russell Wilson when oh, he gets I, traded to the Giants? I literally said that today. I said I will have another reason to root against the Giants and hate them with all of my life if Russell Wilson goes there and if Aiden Hutchinson goes there. If Aiden Hutchinson and Russell Wilson go to the Giants, I may hate them more than I hate the Jets. Which and honestly the Eagles, is a bit, and the is a bit Eagles and the Washington football team. Because you want to play the Jets once every four years. Oh, I, I just loathe I loathe no, I shouldn't say that I hate the Jets. I I I feel sorry for the Jets. I hate Jets fans. I hate them with ev- every fiber of my being. It's the same cycle every year. Oh, this is the year Zach Wilson rejuvenated. Rob Sala, here we go. Yippity Kaye, motherfucker. Then, oh, bad start. Zach Wilson doesn't look good. He needs time. Then, oh, fuck, we suck. Then, can't wait for the year to be over. As I chug my closed Basil Hayden. That's what Jets fans do when they have to sit through a a terrible Jets game on a Sunday in December when there is no hope for the season. They just got to drink out of the bottle to achieve some sort of satisfaction out of the three hours of a Sunday that they waste watching football, particularly the New York Jets. Hey, at least at one, on one of those Sundays, Geno Smith had a perfect passer rating against the Dolphins. And that was how many years ago? Uh, oh, my God. That was seven years ago. Oh, I'm old. Exactly. Oh, no. So here we are. Once again, this is what New York Jets fans do. You're fitting. You're, you're just aiding my argument perfectly. We're hanging our hat on something that happened seven years ago. Well, I mean, it was a it was a cool thing. I don't know. It was the fourth win in a four and twelve season. 
It was seven years ago. What have you done for me lately? I'm just, it was a nice moment. I could talk about the time when Troy Aikman probably had a perfect passer rating in 1993. I don't don't think that's a... I don't know if Troy Aikman had a perfect passer rating in 1993. I'm just aiding the point of my Dallas Cowboys. There is some success. Other teams have had some success in some way, shape, or form that they can hold their hat on. The Jets, we're still talking about the fucking Super Bowl they won up in Foxborough. Oh, God. Again, with the Super Bowl in Foxborough. It always comes back to the Super Bowl in Foxborough. because that, that was the best night of a current Jets fan's life. Get new material. Okay. Any Jets fan that is under the age of 55. Get new material. It's factual. See, what you do is hyperbole. What I do is fact. And it is a fact that that game against the, against the Patriots up in Foxborough in the divisional round was the best night of any Jets fan's life then and now for anybody under the age of 55 years old. True or not true? The best, maybe. It's a, I can't name something better. Truly, I, I, I can't. If you can think of something, tell me. I mean, I don't know. Beating the Bengals in 09 to make the playoffs on the last day of the season. Oh, come on. You're going to say beating the Bengals is better than... to the first AFC Championship game against, like, beating the Chargers in San Diego. We're talking about, and we're, we're getting way too off topic. We need to get these running backs, but we're talking about a regular season game against the Bengals. And then we're talking about getting to a conference championship. And then we beat, them, against, and then we beat them in the playoffs in the wild card game. Okay. We're talking about a wild card game. Okay, great. The Bengals and the Chargers. Two teams that really have no, no profound impact on a Jets fan's well being. Or even the Monday Night Miracle against the Dolphins. Maybe that one, that one, fair, that one could be close, close, but I have to hear slander from Jets fans, how Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time. He has space rent free in all of your heads. And we're, you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that there is something other than going up to Foxborough, beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in their house in the playoffs. There's something else. Outside of that, in the last 40 years, that is better than that. The answer is no. For Jets fans. For Jets fans. Well, I'd love to ask Jake. I'd love to see what Jake thinks about that. Just have another Jets fan chime in. I'm sure Jake will probably have the same reaction as I, because Jake is a very cynical Jets fan. But he tells he tells it as it is, and I give him credit for that. The glasses are not rosy with Jake, and I appreciate that. Yeah, he's too pessimistic. I love it. It's factual. Pessimism is factual when, when, when it is backed up by statistics and trends and things that I can see with my own two eyes. And formulate in my head 
after it's taken in with these eyes. Yes. Which is all to say the Jets need to get a re- another receiver in the first round with that Seattle pick. Uh, uh, someone on defense would be nice. Yeah. Defense but would be nice. Maybe, a shutdown corner would be nice. Yeah. So running backs, do you want to just talk about James, James Robinson first? Yeah. Um, how the fuck can he get six carries in a game? I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. I don't have time for it about, oh, but Bird, it was a 20 nothing game. James Robinson wasn't needed. The game was over. Voice of public opinion. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I could care less. James Robinson is the best player that the Jacksonville Jaguars have on their offense. And he has had 15 touches in the last two weeks. If you are telling me that there is an NFL head coach that wants to recognize head coach. Thank you, Adam air quotes head coach that wants to tell me that the best thing for your football team is to not get your best player. We're not talking offensive. We're talking best player. Your best player, not getting him the ball. I don't care what injuries he has. If he's playing, he's healthy, and he should be utilized. That's it. People will disagree. People will say, oh, but he's hurt. I don't give a shit. If he's hurt, sit him. Sit him out. What what are you proving by putting James Robinson out there week in, week out if the argument is, Oh, yeah, but he's been hurt. He's been dealing with this, 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 and this for the last four weeks. You're the Jacksonville Jaguars. You suck. You've done nothing. The only team that's done a little bit, that's done possibly less and probably not is the Jets and maybe the Lions. What about the Texans? The Texans have three wins. Texans have three wins. And and the Texans quarterback play is much more competent than the Lions, Jets, and, and Jaguars. So the Texans... They get a pass for today. They get a pass for today. Unbelievable. The Jaguars, the Jaguars are absolutely the most incompetent franchise in the NFL. At 100%. At least, yeah. with the, at least with the Jets, Adam, I'm going to compliment the Jets. And they at didn't least, even win this week. At least with the Jets, there is something. You have Rob Sala trying to build a structure to this team. Trying to get them where they're going to be in a position in three, maybe four years time to push for something. I got it. I I, I see it. I I see it with Jacksonville. What do I see? They bring in Carlos Hyde. They draft uh, Travis Etienne. Remember him in the first round. They have James Robinson there. Like, what are they doing? What? What are they doing? What's the plan? What, Adam? Please, before my before my head fucking explodes, what is the plan? Can you imagine how much more mad we would be if Travis Etienne did not get a have his season ended in training camp, and we had to deal with Urban Meyer playing Travis Etienne over James Robinson every single week? Oh, James Robinson would have been on on waiver wires weeks ago. I, I'm completely convinced completely convinced. See, James Robinson is hurt, but he has the one injury that you can't cure 
he didn't play for Urban Meyer on, and in Ohio State. Adam might be the most factual thing you've said in this podcast today. That's bang on. That's bang on the money. I mean, this guy, he, well, listen, the allegations in the article that, that came out yesterday or Saturday, I'd like to see more on that. I, as funny as it is, if it would be true, where he called all of his head, all of his assistant coaches losers and made them justify their resumes. By the way, who hired those assistant coaches? Just, just, uh, just a quick question for the audience. Who is Urban Meyer? Yes, correct. Do they get final jeopardy? Correct. I mean, oh my god. Anyway, my, I mean, my, yeah, my blood pressure is sky high. We haven't even talked about DK Metcalf yet. So great. Yay. You know, I actually was looking at the uh, Reddit discussion on the post of that article about, about Urban Meyer and like the whole the toxic culture in Jacksonville. And one of the comments that I upvoted or really liked was when Urban Meyer, probably when Urban Meyer asked Daryl Bevel to justify his coaching resume, Daryl Bevel probably put his Super Bowl ring on his middle finger. And gave it to Millet and gave the Urban Meyer the finger. Probably. It's probably right. It's it's a disaster. And he have two if, wins. If you're in the, in the playoffs with James Robinson, congratulations. You deserve probably a medal of honor. And you cannot start him next week. You cannot. He's done. He's done. Until until he proves otherwise. Until he proves otherwise, you cannot start James Robinson. Simple. Simple. I mean, when you have Dario Gumbawale and you have Carlos Hyde getting more production than James Robinson, that's a problem. Whether it's whether it's the coaching staff's fault or not. Unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. And the Jacksonville Jaguars play next week. Forget who it is off, off the top of my head. They play. Oh God, you may have to actually play James Robinson next week. They play Houston. Oh God, you may actually have to play James Robinson next week. Oh um, no! And the week oh. after that, they play the Jets. Oh no! Oh my God! Oh, I meant to take that back. You may actually have to play James Robinson. That game is going to end nine to six. By the way, oh, dear. Oh, that Jets Jaguars game is going to end nine to six. Jesus, and the Jets are going to win. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, good lord. Um. All right. I'll just hit on. I'll hit on some some other running backs. Austin Eckler left with a ankle injury versus the Giants. Uh, did not return, probably because that game was just over, dead, buried. Joe Judge is getting fired. Dave Gettleman well, is gone. Technically, it still is. As we're recording this, it's still going on. No, it's done. Oh, it is done. No, it's done. It's done. 37-21 games over. Um, everyone's getting fired with the Giants, as they should. Ooh, the 49ers beat the Bengals in overtime. Touchdown? Touchdown. Who? Ayuk. Ayuk hey. scored? Yeah. <laughs> hey! So, uh, Evan McPherson kicked a field goal. 
in overtime the from the first possession. And then Brandon Ayuk caught a touchdown pass. You love to see it. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm awaiting the Jake Simone text about, about Brandon Ayuk. He's great. I'm I'm waiting, waiting on it. Um, yeah, so keep keep Eckler in mind. Um, I don't have any information about Eckler considering this injury was literally no more than an hour and a half ago. So um, hopefully in midweek, I'll have some more information about uh, Austin Eckler when that becomes available. Uh, Rashad Penny. So um, this really sucked that I only got this information this morning, but I was told this morning on very, very good accord that the plan was going to be to feature Rashad Penny. And it come out at around 11 o'clock that Alex Collins was going to be the number one and Rashad Penny was going to be the number two. When, when a coach or something leaks from an insider or anything like that, that says this guy's going to be number one, this guy's going to be number two. All it means to me is that guy's getting the first touch. So when Alex Collins, when it said that Alex Collins was going to be the number one guy, I stayed true to, to the convictions. Because I just kind of said to myself, yeah, oh, okay, the only thing that means is Alex Collins getting the first touch, which is exactly what happened. Alex Collins got the first touch, and then it was Rashad Penny the rest of the way, and Rashad Penny was f- unbelievable. He was unbelievable, number two running back of, of the week before uh, before Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, Sony Michelle uh, take the field for the uh, last two games of the week. Well, Leonard Fournette is, is still going on, and he could he could score and overtake that. But you get you get the gist. But they yeah, are in Rashad, overtime. Yes, Rashad Penny. I, I don't know if he's a must start guy now. I I really don't because I don't just I just don't trust anybody with Seattle. But it's promising. It's promising for sure. But I just don't know if that's something you'd really want to take a risk on in in, in week fifteen, first week of of uh, a fantasy playoffs. Oh, and Alan Kamara came back today and, and he had a really, really, really nice day. Number four running back on the week with uh, 120 yards in the ground and uh, a touchdown. Because the Jets don't know how to tackle. Jets don't know how to do anything right. Denzel, Mo, De- that 2020 draft class is not looking great. The only thing that the Jets know how to do is not be as bad as Jacksonville. And for that, they should be commended. It's a pretty low bar. Well, got to set the bar low to get high, don't you? I think one thing that is interesting that we talked about this off air, because this is kind of a thing for us uh, in the co-own, such a crazy anomaly with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both having stellar days. It, that's exactly what it is, Adam. It, it, it is an anomaly. It really is. I, I said it to you before, and I'll say, I'll say it now, so it's on the record. It'll never happen again where you have two running backs on the same team that you could start that'll have four combined touchdowns, where both of them get, get the goods. It'll never happen again. It was perfect conditions for Denver to come out and have a really, really good game in some way, shape, or form on offense. It was just a matter of which way was it going to happen. Was it going to be via Teddy Bridgewater's arm, or was it going to be via the running game with Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon? And it happened to, it happened to be a little, a little bit of both. Teddy Bridgewater was able to get Javante Williams a receiving touchdown. Javante Williams was able to get one on a one-yard carry. And then Melvin Gordon got two uh, as well. And Melvin Gordon also had a 100-yard day, I believe. So, yeah, very, very good day for uh, for anybody who – who started uh, the Denver Broncos 
running backs, maybe two schmucks that maybe started both Denver Broncos running backs. Don't know if I could talk about anybody in particular. Ooh, the Bucks just won in overtime. Rashad, Rashad Perriman. A touchdown? 58-yard touchdown <laughs> for Rashad Perriman. Ooh, ooh. He does Need do that. that. Need that. Let's go. Let's go, Tom. You beauty. Jets. That's Jets legend Rashad Perriman, by the way. Is that Jets legend Rashad Perriman? Yeah, same guy. Okay, so I need I need 21 points for Mason Crosby tonight. Let's go, Mason Crosby. I cannot believe they didn't throw one touchdown pass to Stefan Diggs. I think Josh Allen hates Stefan Diggs. Well, he was probably being doubled, quite honestly. I don't think it has anything to do with Josh Allen hating Diggs. I think it just comes down to the fact that they were just doubling him up, and I wouldn't blame him. No. I mean, I guess if you're Tampa Bay, you're like, well, let's just let Gabriel Davis beat me. Yeah, let's have Gabriel Davis be the guy. Yeah, I can't believe Saquon Barkley actually scored a touchdown. Well, yeah, Saquon Barkley scored a touchdown. In case, in case anybody uh, anybody missed that. Um, well, yeah, that was in garbage, garbage time. Yeah, yeah, it really was, which really sucks. But uh, yeah, any, any anything else you want to talk about with the uh, with the running backs? Well. I think it's interesting to see what's going on in Kansas city because Clyde had a really good, I mean, that second touchdown run for Clyde was a thick of beauty where he went through almost the entire Raiders defense to score that touchdown. And yeah. it's something that he would not have done last year. I don't think. No, no. And I'm not, I'm not particularly sure what to make of the Clyde day, considering it was on very, very limited reps. You know, you had Darrell Williams that had a touchdown. Uh, Derek Gore had a touchdown in this game as well. It was just really a day where anybody that had any substantive work did good things for, for, for Kansas City. So, obviously, you take the fantasy points and, 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 and run. But, yeah. Yeah. Clyde got you the, got you the two touchdowns. I mean, you kind of have to start him, don't you? Next week, yeah, probably. I guess. Um, I think they play the Chargers, I believe, in 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 LA. So there, it should be a much closer game. Where I think Clyde will they play on get, Thursday. It's a th- Thursday night is Chargers Chiefs in LA. Correct. Oh, oh, Mwah. Chef's kiss. That's and beautiful. Then, so sat, so Thursday is Chiefs Chargers, and then Saturday is Raiders Browns and Patriots Colts. We have Saturday games. Mm-hmm. Bro. It's that Fuck. time of the year. Fuck. I thought that was next week with Christmas. Because they always have the 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 Christmas Day games. We have two weeks of Saturday games. Correct. Nah. Fuck the Saturday games. Fuck them. And then Sunday night is Saints Bucks next week. Uh, uh. In in Tampa. 
and then Monday is Vikings Bears, which I am not looking forward to. Okay, I have Kirk Cousins that game. Other than that, I don't have anybody else. Oh, David Montgomery. David Montgomery, I have him. Have him. Um, hmm. Anybody else for the running backs? I mean, yeah, it was a good day for Saquon. Bounce back day for Saquon. Uh, oh, I know you want to talk about Zeke. So before you he's forget. Got, he's got a banged up knee. Dallas thought the game was just over. They didn't have to use him. Which and it was. Washington clawed their way back. And then they had to use a little bit of Zeke. So, I mean, they are, they're saying that Zeke's knee is getting better. But I don't know about that, honestly. I don't know. Zeke's knee is getting uh, getting better at all. So we'll see. I am. I think Zeke is is he's in a comfortable spot with him and Clor- and Corey Clement being the guys. When it's Tony Pollard, that one is a little bit is much more trickier to to, to project. So you know, hope, hopefully there's there, there's some clarity with with Zeke's knee, and I mean he's got a good matchup against the Giants next week a team that he's done very very well against in in his career so uh zeke zeke will be a start next week uh next week for sure joe mixon had uh had a bit of a down day 58 yards only on and then two receptions joe mixon has been sick all week so i'm not entirely surprised that mixon had a a down day i'm really not shocked at all so Mixon will be fine don't don't panic too much game script didn't help him uh either you know Cincinnati had to kind of claw their way back into into the game a bit but yeah I mean he'll he'll be fine he's a guy you're going to continue to uh to rely on he gets the volume that's not a concern with him uh the matchup against Denver is a little tricky next week then he gets Baltimore in week 16 so it's really two weeks of of Mixon, where he's kind of like, eh, mm, I don't know, but you're going to continue to start Mixon because he's going to get you the volume of nothing else. Yeah. And then for Cleveland, staying in the state of Ohio, Kareem Hunt going out with the ankle injury, cannot catch a break. Cue the band for Dearness Johnson again. Yep. Cue the fucking band. I mean, that's that's basically it, really. Yeah. For that. Oh, oh, and Dalvin Cook came back and completely lit the world light. That too. As Dalvin Cook does. Yep. Yep. Heard heard that Thursday morning and I was I was floored. I couldn't I couldn't believe that. Couldn't believe Dalvin Cook was coming back. And then he does that. I know. All right. So with the receivers, I guess we can just pull the band-aid off again with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Cause I'm sure you have thoughts about this. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody saw this, but I, I, I did see it. And I thought it was very intriguing that when Tyler Lockett caught the two point conversion, the one that they actually went for DK Metcalf was in the back of the end zone. And I don't know if he was celebrating or if he was throwing a fit because he was wide open and Russell just didn't throw it to him. There were a couple times where DK was open and Russell Wilson either didn't throw it to him or he underthrew him. Like there was a slant at the goal line 
that Russell Wilson completely threw three steps behind DK Metcalf and DK Metcalf didn't even have a chance to catch it. DK Metcalf had a touchdown that was called back in this game. I, I, I tell you, I mean, DK Metcalf very quietly, very quietly has done nothing, nothing for about a month and a half. Yeah. I mean, we don't talk about it because I mean, it's what, do you do? Yeah. What, what do you do if you have DK Metcalf, you're going to bench him. I doubt you have anybody else. that's better than DK. I know I don't. Yeah. Because basically you're, you're, also gonna feel, you're also going to feel like an asshole. If you bench DK Metcalf and DK Metcalf is on, it goes off on your bench. Yeah. I mean, he was shaky at the start of the season before the buy. But after the buy, I mean, this isn't full point VPR, but you got 5.6, 7.1, 2.3, 11.0, and 8.3. That's not good not enough. Good. No, it's not. It's not. And he's been, he's been, at times, he's been just very touchdown dependent. Which, I mean, it's not, that's not a receiver that you can that you can just trust in in, in fantasy playoffs. So, yeah, that that's one we're definitely have to revisit later in the week. And, and I I can't I can't continue to back up DK Metcalf. I I I, I can't do it. Yeah. Also, the prodigal son has returned. Josh Gordon scored a touchdown. He did. He did. How crazy nope. is that? Don't pick him up, please. <laughs> we just, please, God. Uh, hold on. I'm curious. His ownership percentage. He is owned in 1.6% of leagues. Good. That's the way it should be. Don't don't pick up Josh Gordon. Please. By the way, do you know who had more points than DK Metcalf this week? Josh Gordon. Uh, Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. Yeah, thanks. Also, uh, Brandon Zilstra had more points than DK Metcalf this week. Anything else you want to tell me? Robbie Anderson looked really good. Probably the only the only player on the Panthers that looked really good. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, top four top four receiver on the week. That's kind of crazy. He does this sometimes. He does. He does. I mean, without without having Devonte Adams, Cooper Cup. Um, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't gone yet. It kind of was a down week for receiver. Kind of. Well, like, when you have Hunter Renfro as your top guy. Great guy. I love him. Adore the man. I love the guy on the, the Brewers. Do you, do you like the other Hunter Renfro now that he's on the Brewers? No. Oh. No. Can't stand him. He's a fraud. Phony. He, imi- he imitates the real Hunter Renfro, who is my best friend. I love him. Uh, honestly, he's great. He caught the game-winning touchdown to, to win the national championship for Clemson against Alabama. Oh, I know. Fuck Alabama. And the Predators are up one nothing on the Rangers. Fuck. Um, I bet that was his first goal, by the way. The guy who scored for the Predators? Probably. Philip Tomasino? Probably, right. That's usually how it goes. <sighs> yeah, exactly. But... Just looking at some of the receivers that, you know, were were things this week or really weren't things. 
if we're looking at how bad the receiver position was. Debo Samuel only had 12.9, did have a rush, did have a rushing touchdown, but only had one catch, only one catch for Debo Samuel. That's crazy. Mike Williams, six for 61. By his standards and the way he's been, not bad. Tyreek Hill, another down week. But then again, they didn't really have to do much. But still, not even 100 yards in two weeks for for Tyreek Hill. No touchdowns in three straight games. A little bit of a worry if you're going into fantasy playoffs. You know, you got to ask yourself, uh, what the fuck do I do with Tyreek Hill? You got to play him. You got to play him. I mean, you, you you don't have much of a choice. Um, you know, if we keep going down Hollywood Brown, another bad game and his outlook looks so bleak with the potential of no Lamar Jackson, Adam, we did the right thing by getting rid of him. Well, now we can look at this with full 2020 vision and with a playoff spot, probably unless definitely. Definitely, yeah. it's done. Unless, they, unless David Montgomery puts up a 60. Which, oh my God, if that happens, I wouldn't even be mad. If David Montgomery were to put up, were to put up 60 points, I would say, yep, you guys deserve it. You know what? God doesn't want us in the playoffs. Bingo. So that's that's fine. Bingo. It would take it would take a miracle from the fantasy football gods for David Montgomery to put up a six a 60 spot. But we've seen we've seen a miracle already today from the racing gods. So Anything I, anything, I guess, is fucking possible with the black cloud that's over me right now. Um, Deontay Johnson, very civilized week from him, 15.3. And then if you look at the guys that had big weeks, guys that really weren't started in a lot of places, Rashad Bateman, 17.3. James Washington, 16.5. Josh Palmer, 17.6. K.J. Osborne, 17.8. I did go K.J. Osborne this week, which, ugh. Uh, Jalen Guyton, yeah, 18.2. I, I saw him start in a couple spots. You know, those kind of guys that had like had those solid, solid weeks. Even Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, 6 for 62 in a touchdown. You know, a lot of people were just kind of like, oh, why am I continuing to start Brandon Ayuk? And there he is. There he is. Well, a, to be honest, I mean, nice if Brandon Ayuk didn't score that game-winning touchdown, I think we'd be a, we'd have a different outlook on his day. But, I mean, Again, the points count. Adam. It's if I, I know it's if I'm just saying if uh, I don't know if if I stuck my finger into the outlet right now, I wouldn't have to live through the fact that DK Metcalf fucking sucks. Big if unfortunately I am of right mind and I'm not going to go stick my thumb finger into an outlet. Buzz, that was dark. I th- usually the comeback. Did you to just that say is- buzz? So that was dark. I heard buzz. Oh, I heard I heard buzz. I was like, "Wow, are you really are you really trying to use a little pun?" No, uh, that I mean that was really dark. But usually, it's a big you, if. I know. I'm usually the comeback to that is, that people say is, "If I had wheels, I'd be a wagon." That's never the heard of that. Used to, oh, really? Never heard of that. No. Okay. Nope. Never heard of that. But anyway, there are many common idioms that I've, that I've never heard of. That's a fair point. But like out of these guys, though, I mean, that's that's really where we should be looking, because 
you're going to be starting your stars with confidence or not even with confidence. You're going to be starting your stars because they got you to where you are in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a time of year where you don't get cute. But as far as actual guys who are unheralded or they haven't really done much during the season, who out of these players is going to be a guy that could either you know win people around or or even win people a league. Out of the ones I just said, yeah. Well, not as far as a league, like a championship, but like who do you think could be a good start to win you around? I mean, it depends. It really depends. If Keaton Allen doesn't come back this week. Palmer and Guyton could be okay. If Thielen's not back this week, KJ Osborne could be a solid play when Minnesota takes on Chicago. Sure. Um, James Washington, I don't know if I really trust that all that much. Uh, Rashad Bateman, that that could be one. But again, I'm just not sold with the uncertainty that is now surrounding the Ravens in their quarterback position. So the, the the honest answer, Adam, is I don't trust any of these guys. The one that I trust the most is probably KJ Osborne. But probably. I guess it's it's conditional on a bunch of things. It's conditional on Adam Thielen still being out. Yeah. That's I mean, a fair point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious because this is the kind of, like these players are the players that like finding the diamonds in the rough is a way to help you win in the playoffs. Getting if guys. There's one diamond. Yeah. There's one diamond in the rough here, Trashad Bateman. If there's one, but again, if Lamar Jackson's back there, which big if. Yeah, definitely a big if. Um, anything else with receivers or do you want to move on to tight ends? Um, let's move on to tight ends. Okay. So George Kittle. <laughs> oh boy. Finishing as tight end one, 34.1 fantasy points. Honestly, outside of Kittle and Andrews, it was uh it was a mediocre week for tight ends. Yep. Again, it's the it's the nature of the of the beast. I mean, I doubt you were starting uh, Albert Ogwekwudam. I doubt you were starting Austin Hooper. I doubt you were starting. I Brevin started Jordan. Austin Hooper. You did? Yeah. T.J. Oh. Hawkinson was doubtful. And oh, congratulations! So I started Austin Hooper. Good start. Uh, I definitely doubt you were starting Revan Jordan. And then you have Gronk, Fryermuth, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts had a, had a nice little uh, little bounce back for tight end standards, five for sixty one, not bad. But yeah, yeah. It, again, it really comes down to you need a touchdown if you're gonna be in this top five conversation at tight end position. Kittle scored, Andrew scored, Knox scored, Okwegbunam scored, Hooper scored. That's your top five. Boom, done. Yeah, and I mean, if Pat Fryer, Pat, Pat Fryermuth should have had eighteen fantasy points instead of eleven point two. Yeah, yeah, he should have he should have had uh he should have had six more. You're hundred percent right. 
Well, I need, I need to I need to do the uh, the the usual check of if we had an immaculate stat line or not. Nope, no immaculate stat line this week. Very sad. Let's check. Let me check last week because I did not I did not check last week. Uh, let's see. Nope, no immaculate stat line last week. Is it only immaculate if it's tight ends? No, that's that's the immaculate immaculate stat line. One catch, one yard, and a touchdown. Oh, wait. How? Wait. We did have an immaculate stat line. I just don't know how. What do you mean? Okay. So, I don't know how this is an immaculate stat line, but Jimmy Graham had an immaculate stat line last week. An immaculate, immaculate stat line. Jimmy Graham one catch, did? Yeah. One catch, one yard, one touchdown on one target. So what's the question? But he has 9.1 points. How is that right? Oh. How is that right? In full PPR. That should be 7.1. That is really weird. I would think it would be a two-point conversion or something, but two-point conversion on here is zero. That is very odd. Well, it's very odd. I've looked at that. No, wait. Andy Dalton did. Yeah. Jimmy Graham caught a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. Interesting. Interesting. Because on his stat sheet, it's, it says total two-point conversions. It says zero. That's the only thing I could have thought of. That two-point conversion would have been it. Yeah, so it's an immaculate stat line. It's not an immaculate, immaculate stat line. It's not one, 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 one. No, but he, yeah, he got it. So, yeah. Thank you, Jimmy Graham. Great guy. I don't know. I really have anything else for tight ends no, at this point. Okay. I got nothing. I think we're, uh, I think we're, uh, we're good. Cause yeah. Cause like, I wouldn't be worrying about Travis Kelsey at this point. No, no, there's nothing to worry about with Travis Kelsey. And I think Tyler Conklin, his time is up at this point also. Yeah. His I, time in the sun is done. I mean, you're done waiting for Conklin. Agreed. Agreed. Although Foster Moreau looked kind of okay. Against Kansas City. Yeah, after after sucking last week. I know. After sucking last week. Don't trust Foster Moreau. Cool name, though. It's a nice day. It is a nice day. He only looked all right. He had four he had four point three points. But yeah, he, he looked okay. Yeah, he looked alright. Uh, okay, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.